You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Our number two fantasy football frenzy right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Corey Parson and Tony Sincata going through some NFL coaches, coaching changes, getting you up to date what could mean for some of these players in 2018. Still a long time to go before we get to fantasy drafts, but of course, obviously, there's no is no offseason here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We talk fantasy football 24-7, 365. Maybe not 24-7, but definitely 365. Tony. I got some uh, Go ahead. running backs for the since uh, Barry Sanders here for the. Uh, I had an update too. Team. Go ahead. Oh, you got him. You, yep. you got who is the guy? Javid Best. Oh, Javid Best is uh, concussions. Uh, ended his yes. career early. He couldn't. His post concussion syndrome was too much for him to deal with, so he couldn't return to the field. He is now a track and field star, an Olympic an Olympic track and field star for the island of St. Lucia. Here, oh, jeez, St. Lucia? I didn't know this, Tony. You can just pretend to be from places. Like, Javid Best went to Cal, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Here are the running backs the Detroit Lions have had since Barry Sanders. Uh, Theo Riddick, Zach Zenner, mm-hmm. Dwayne Washington, of course, are all there. Uh, there, there now. Uh, but some of the other illustrious Joyke Bell. Ooh, he had ex- yeah. Joyke Bell, Justin Forsett, mm, Journeyman, Reggie Bush was For there a little bit. Yeah, Mikel Lashore was a guy that was wow. supposed to have, but he got hurt in call. He got hurt a little in college. There, you mentioned Javid Best, uh, Stefan Logan, yikes, uh, Jerome Felton. Mm. Um, there's T.J. Duckett. Oh boy. Uh, Tatum Bell. T.J. Duckett of Atlanta Falcon fame. Tatum Bell of Denver yeah. Bronco fame. Yeah, Lamar Gordon. Of no fame. <laughs> <laughs> Orlando Scary. Wow, Orlando Scary. That's a Scott Engel special right there. Uh, James Stewart. Tough. Uh, Richard Huntley, who played three games. Um, the Ruben Drones. Look at this, Ruben Drones. Yeah, and then Barry Sanders. So that's yeah, the illustrious lineup for Detroit running back since uh, Barry Sanders. It has been tough. Tone, I'm going to just take a little uh, step away from the football for a minute, Tony. I'm sitting here in Studio 34, the beautiful Studio 34, having a new tablecloth today. No way. Yeah, they got a red tablecloth. Is it a complimentary, is it a complimentary tablecloth? I'm quite sure nothing is complimentary in here, Tone. <laughs> Fantasy executive is not complimentary either. Complimentary piece, but not complimentary. <laughs> um, do you ever get a chance? Speaking of complimentary pieces, well, I think it's a very important piece. Danny Okas and Ashley Abreu. You, you ever get to watch their show where they where they play with the toys? I did the last. I, I think it was their last show. I watched it. Wait, what's what's that? It's called popping off. What's that about, Tony? Uh, popping off in, in, in a toys. I think that legitimately it should be sponsored by Adam and Eve, but <laughs> I don't know if that's true. If that's true, that's just my yeah. recollection of the thing. You know, I, I got a real world issue. Uh oh. You you want to help me with it? I'm trying. That's what I'm here for, Tony. I think that the world's gone a little crazy, right? Okay. And we got this whole this whole gun situation. But there's a, there's another victim to that thing in Florida. Um, the, the poor security guy got fired at that school. Is this, not, is this the security guy or the sheriff? The sheriff that stood outside for four minutes. I, I well, I thought it was a security guy, but maybe he had a name of a But he's the guy that stood outside for four minutes. Yeah, that right? was a sheriff. Like he was a real trained law enforcement official. So I had some mili- So I watched some military people, right? And they said that uh, so on the news that he has a handgun and that guy has an you know an assault rifle, and he wasn't going to do anything if he got in there. And he says, first of all, the first thing they do is to teach you to uh, wait for backup, right? True. And and this guy, not only did he lose his job, he's got people threatening to kill him. His guy, his kid. Maybe that story's been spun in a bad way. Four, yeah. Waited out there for four minutes, you know. As a parent, you want the the trained yeah. 
<coughs> excuse me, Tom. As a parent, you want the trained professional to go in there and take care of it. But they do have yeah. rules and protocols that they have to go by. Yeah. But they still ended up firing the guy. Maybe he has a wrongful termination right. suit. Oh, I feel bad. Well, I. Uh, the thing is, like, I feel bad. Like, just think if you were in that role. And, and then the military guy said, you know, the people that fired this guy obviously have never been in the situation where they've been shot at before. He goes, I, I, I've been in the military for 20 years. I, I've been in Afghanistan. I've been in Iraq. I have military people. When the bullets start flying for real, they've stayed there. They didn't know what to do. You don't know until you're in that situation. You can train all you want. You don't know until you get in there. Hundred percent correct. That makes that makes perfect sense, Tone. So, um, and this poor guy's got seventeen dead people that he was responsible for, and he's, now he's got people trying to kill him. I'm about to say you can't even. I mean, he, he's kind of he has to move. Oh yeah, yeah. And I don't know if he has kids and everything. Like, yeah. Don't make don't make a situation so terrible that it is already terrible with those seventeen kids dying, and make it worse by illogical thinking. So do you think we should have armed teachers? No. I think it would be the stupidest thing I've ever heard. That's, can you I ima- agree with you thinking, 100%. Can you imagine what that school would have been like if three teachers th- – these, these, these teachers go to school a uh, number of years to become a teacher, and some of them can't even do that. So you, can you imagine on a two-hour gun course, mm-hmm. and, and they, they got a guy shooting a rifle, and they just come out of their rooms, and they just shout, shoot aimlessly? You know how many kids would have been killed in that situation? I, I agree with you 100%, Tony, not to mention the fact you never know when one of these kids is going to come to school, when a teacher will come to school, be like, you know what, I'm tired of these kids. Oh, Jesus. What if, if someone actually prayed out the head? What if there's a fight, you know, a verbal fight between the teacher and the kid, and the kid reaches in his backpack? Do you have the right to shoot him? There you go, right there. You see, you open up way too many cams and worms by arm, by arming teachers. Way too many, and it's very. It was. It's. It. When I hear people say it, I'm like, you people can't be serious. No. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not well thought out. Anyone with that suggestion? Not well thought out at all. But we're here to talk about football. I don't want to get a text saying to get off of this topic. Well, we're we're going uh, Corey Parson in 2024. We're we're laying down the foundation. Yes, Parson Sincata 2020. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> That's the platform. We, can we carry? You know what I would? Can after we, can watching, you, can you deliver Florida for me, Tony? <laughs> yeah, after watching this president, I would just say, listen, we've done some effed up things in our lives. We're just like regular people. You want to vote for politicians? You want to vote for us? There you go, right there. Uh, yeah, we the scandals don't know. won't we be don't... too bad to handle. Yeah, we're just trying to buy Captain Crunch this week. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, moving right along. Discussing some of these NFL coaches, so let's go to Green Bay. Always interesting. Um, Mike McCarthy, he Ooh, rep- this is a yeah, hot, hot he, he has a thing. new quarter. He has a new coordinator in Joe Philbin, and new defensive coordinator in Mike Pettin. How come he get to stay? Uh, yeah, I always look at Pete these. Carroll. Yeah, I always look at these funny when the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator are replaced, but the head coach remains. Like, what are you saying? See, this is another situation, too, where it's, it's, it's kind of dysfunctional, the coaching staff, because sometimes Mike McCarthy's going to call the play, sometimes he's not. Now they bring in these guys that have been there before. They let the quarterback's coach go without telling their quarterback. I get why they let the quarterback's coach coach. The, the quarterback's coach gambled and lost, but it's because of how Green Bay operates. What happened in this situation is that Green Bay doesn't allow their coaches to interview for other jobs while they're under contract. It, it it's legal to do. It's kind of asinine, and you and you can't, it, it, and you're not going to make people happy because anytime you have a ch- chance to improve your life and get a better job, you should have that opportunity. You don't in Green Bay. So the quarterback's coach was in the last year of his contract, so he let it run out so he could interview for some offensive coordinator jobs. Then he didn't get it, and they said, "Well, you let your contract run out. We don't want you." And that Tough was the. Uh, and, and and here's the thing with that, like. Aaron Rodgers is a little bit of a prima donna, as, as uh, all quarterbacks are, probably at his level. And for him to get pissed off that they didn't tell him, I get it because he's 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 earned that respect. Like, you think the Patriots going to make a move in the coaching staff without letting Tom Brady know like who the offensive coordinator is going to be before? No, they're going to let him know. 
and he should have known. It shouldn't have changed anything, but they should have told Aaron Rodgers. He shouldn't read about it in the newspaper. I agree with you 100%. Now he comes to a situation with Joe Philbin. Joe Philbin has been in Green Bay before. Yeah. I believe he's worked with Rodgers before, too. So maybe that makes it a little bit easier. But Joe Philbin is not a, a bright, is not this like genius offensive mind. It's oh another NFL God. retread. Yeah, Joe Philbin, I'll tell you what, the worst, like the hard knocks, I love the show. Hard Knocks was the worst thing ever for Joe Philbin's career. It just exposed a guy that was weighing over his head, and that that the, like he's never going to be a head coach again. No, 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 no. Well, it's well, Tony. You know what? It's hard to say that because he he yeah. probably shouldn't be a coordinator again. It's like we no. talk about the situation with Josh McDaniels. Oh, he'll never get another opportunity to be a head coach. Oh, yes, he will. Yeah, he will. <laughs> yes, he will. <laughs> I agree. I, it only takes one guy. And um, all these owners, too. I mean, this, like I said with the quarterbacks, there's only 32 owners in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And you get to own a franchise. You, uh, you, uh, Your ego's inflated. Uh, you know what? Just because you know, Josh McDaniel screwed two other teams, I'm the greatest owner of ever. I made all this money. Uh, me and Josh McDaniel are going to win a Super Bowl. Of course. These guys are nuts. Mm-hmm. Interesting to see how to play out over the course of the season with the uh, Green Bay Packers. Tony, if Ty Montgomery moves back to wide receiver, yes. is he that team's wide receiver too? I'm, I'm thinking more and more that that will translate as the season goes. You remember when he was doing bo- the split duty, he was putting up some monster numbers. Yes, he was. At, at wide receiver. So I'm thinking when well, you see Randall Cobb not being the same player, Jordy Nelson certainly wasn't the same player. Yeah, I believe me. I, I'm taking when you take a guy for upside, that's the guy I'm trying to target. I agree with you on Ty Montgomery. He could be an interesting play this year, depending on how he shakes in, depending on what we read coming out of Green Bay throughout the course of the offseason. Running back situation, you got a pair of second year players in Joe Williams and Aaron Jones. Each performed at different times last year. Uh, both were adequate, both so they can do the job yeah. if healthy. Um, timeshare at the running back position tone, or do you think one of one of these guys takes the lead? The problem is, I think their equal ability and Mm -hmm. I think their skill sets are very similar. So I think it's going to be more of a hot hand situation, which is not what fantasy owners want to hear. No, I agree with you one hundred percent because when it comes to that hot hand, it's that's very difficult for us to determine. It better, it more or less looks like a situation where let it be somebody else's headache. The Houston Texans, uh, Bill, o- Bill O'Brien can thank Deshaun Watson that he's allowed to keep his job again. Uh, Mike Vrabel leaves. They bring in Romeo Cornell to be the defensive coordinator. So basically, <laughs> he, 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 and they can't find new people in the NFL, Tony. <laughs> Wasn't Romeo already there? Wasn't he already there? Yeah, he before? was already there before, and they gave Vrabel yeah. a job. Now they put Romeo back in the job. So he got demoted and then got promoted back to where he was at originally. I mean, what the hell is going on here? Now, Romeo has done well as a defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. but he's 70. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. he, he took over. He took over. Uh, no offense, Lenny Melnick. Uh, and, and he took over. But not so. Took, no ageism over here, Tony. <laughs> he did that. You know, he made his claim to fame with Bill Belichick's defense. Um, I don't know, man. This this team right here is Deshaun Watson. He's going to go third or fourth pick. I, I, I'm never going to take this guy. And I think he could be great. I just have a problem trying to evaluate a quarterback over six games. A road trip to New England, road trip to Seattle, where both teams, championship caliber teams, yeah. Both said that this was a very good young quarterback. Oh, he was unbelievable. I mean, you've never seen a better six games. Yeah. But would you? T- but see, when you're early in the draft, to me, you take as less risk as possible, right? Mm-hmm. And do you think taking Deshaun Watson over Drew Brees is risky? That is risky. Deshaun Watson. Drew, Watson, you know, Breeze is going the other way. Yeah, Breeze I mean, is going, Breeze the, other is going the other way. I would take Watson over Breeze. Yeah. How about uh, Andrew Luck and Deshaun Watson? Luck coming back from an injury. No, I would. I would go Watson. Yeah, it's interesting. Russell Wilson or Watson. Watson got a lot of weapons. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Wilson also doesn't have no running game, though. Well, and Wilson no is the line. Wilson is the running game and a new offensive coordinator. Yeah, there's a lot like change, a lot of things happen there. I would probably go Watson over over him. One other guy, forty one year old Tom Brady or Deshaun Watson. Man, Brady's been so solid and so consistent for so many years, and he has his guy <laughs> back. I mean, this this guy's going to go as a top three. Maybe a top two yeah. fantasy quarterback coming off a torn ACL. Well, that's why I think some people take Watson over Brady. Yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers is still going to be the number one. Yeah, so yeah, I think it's going to be a top three. Yeah, top three fantasy quarterback. Uh, save Bill O'Brien's job. You know the pieces. What I find interesting is though, Tony, you were talking about Lamar Miller earlier. So this kid Foreman is not going to be yeah. ready. Oh, he's going to be you know a player that they're going to keep an eye on. So he's not ready to take over this workload in full. So it looks like this is going to be Lamar Miller's backfield again. I, I don't think so. Okay. Then I they think cut. They save money. I, I think they, they they let him go. He's underachieved. I think Deonta Foreman's going to have every opportunity um, to rescue that job. Now, Devonta Foreman is a guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. And he's a guy that uh, is a bigger back. He's a bigger back. Um, Achilles tendon, he's not going to be, he's gonna, not going to probably be there, but somewhere in the second half of the season, that's going to be a tough call. I think they bring it, they're bringing in a running back. I'll tell you what, DeMarco Murray, this is where we want you right here. This would be a nice spot for DeMarco Murray. You know, he wants to get back down there to Texas, too, even though it's not in Dallas, it is Texas. DeMarco Murray, that is interesting because he could be the lead dog in that situation out there behind Deshaun Watson. Going to be interested to see what running back ends up there. Going to be interested to see what running back ends up with the Indianapolis Colts. We'll break that down. Plus, we got to talk about the New York Giants. It's fantasy football frenzy right here on FNTSY Radio. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com slash premium and learn more about our awesome products. Continuing to talk some NFL coaches, how it affects fantasy 2018. You know. What's up, Tom? I got, I, got, I got to distract you for a second. Certainly. Why wouldn't NASCAR be better if they raced in the rain? Like, it's raining, so they, there's a delay. Yeah. Why not just, we have to drive in the rain. You're right, but we don't drive 200 miles an hour. Yeah, but just think. I think more people will tune in. And then you know what? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> be crazy. You think the angle brother? Then, you think the angle clan are tuning? Uh, yeah. Then then one race a year, you should have like in New York in November, and maybe get a little ice and snow. <laughs> That'd be cool too. You know, yeah. make it maybe do it a, a you know not the oval track where you can go two hundred miles an hour, like one of those city courses where they only get to like you know one hundred eighty eighty. So it'd be like real life. Yeah, I can. I'm, I'm. I'm all for changes to NASCAR. I'm all for making the sport more uh, friendly for entertainment viewership for the Daytona 500 down 23 percent last week. Ooh, I'll tell you right now. I'm going to suggest this on the news desk tomorrow morning uh, from six to nine a.m. Eastern, and I am going to get poo pooed by Scott Angle. Well, he's going to cry. <laughs> he's going to cry if you disrespect the sport of NASCAR. I'm thinking we do we go in the rain and we have one race in the snow each year and uh see what he says. Interesting. I'll be making sure I'm checking for that audio. Don't forget to stay tuned here coming up at the top of the hour. I believe it's a Peacock story. Let me know if this is wrong, but I believe it's the Tout Wars Fantasy Baseball Hour coming up next uh, hour, right? Uh Pete. So there you go right there, Tony. Is you it know, true though? Noah Michaels and is Justin it- Mason in the game. Pete, is it true that the show's two hours? Yeah, they um, it's two hours. They call it Tout Wars Hour Plus One or something like that, or uh, you know the over over. I don't know something. They they know that the the show name doesn't match up with the amount of hours that's happening. Corey, who's in charge of our promotions here? <laughs> <laughs> I plead the fifth. So there oh you go, right there. God. So make sure you hang out and stay tuned for that. 
much like Tony Sincata will be. All right, the Indianapolis Colts, Tony. <laughs> I tell you what, this me. is interesting stuff right here uh, with the Indianapolis oh, Colts. Oh, this is interesting. Do we, even have to do this. we don't have to do the McDaniels thing because we, we feel as if they got a better deal with uh, Frank Wright yeah, coming I, in and being I, the head coach, right? Here's the weird part, though. Even the Frank Reich thing. Like, I feel I feel good about Frank Reich getting a job because Frank Reich is a guy that seemed like his whole career has got passed over. He's a backup quarterback, yet he has the two biggest comebacks in the history of college football and in the NFL. Like, he's done both. It's insane. But how does Frank Reich get the job, right? I wanted him to get the job. I think he's going to be good. But based on qualifications, because he was the offensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles, but he didn't call the plays. Yeah, but he's a guy that's been around the NFL a lot. Tony, I think he may have had play calling duties at some point. Yeah, well, well are you going to give him credit for uh, for um, being Jimmy Jim Kelly's caddy? Maybe so. Maybe we take it back that far, Tone. You so, know what's crazy though? A lot of times, like in, in baseball, the catchers end up being the best coaches because they sit and they and they're involved in all parts of the game. So I could see a like a backup quarterback to me would actually be the ideal. Backup quarterbacks, uh, spot. yeah. Backup yeah. quarterbacks make excellent coaches. Yeah, I, I this team. I mean, you, you break it down one way with Andrew Luck, and you break it down another way without him. Then you go right there. A new offensive coordinator, Nick Sirianni. He comes from San Diego, so you get more Philip Rivers related help for Andrew Luck. Luck obviously is the big piece that you want to see. I think they lose Moncrief in free agency. Tone Hilton on the outside yep. is a great player. He can lead the NFL in reception. I mean, receiving yards. And then the situation at running back is intriguing also because Frank Gore, 34 years old, as a free agent, tons of mileage on Frank Gore. You feel like it's got to be a new running back in here, Tone. But, you know, they had the young man that flashed last year at times, but he's a one-speed, one-gear, hit-the-corner-and-go type big play guy. But as far as a between-the-tackle grinder, is that going to continue to be Frank Gore? They do the third pick in the draft, Tony. Do they spend it on Saquon Barkley? I think they do if he's there, but they've already. It seems like they've already told Frank Gore that they won't have him back. Mm-hmm. But I thought Robert Turbin's looked good at times. Okay, but I, like they're Scott. gonna pick Barkley if he's. No, I, I thought Scott was anti anyone that leaves Seattle. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. You're right. You're right. Scott yeah. don't like him once they leave. That's uh, why he don't like Golden Tate. He don't like Golden Tate. He's not an Alex Collins guy. Yeah, he, you know. Oh, he always. Blah, 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 blah. But I thought this is a guy that could catch the ball to backfield turban. He he got in goal line carries. But this is going to be a dynamic team if they do get Saquon Barkley and Andrew Luck comes back. They can go right Barkley back. Barkley can catch yeah. the ball out of the backfield. Barkley can do a little bit of everything. He's a generation-type yeah. player. So, um, interesting to see how they— Chester hot. Rogers. Chester Rogers. That's Anything the young here? man's name. He showed some bursts at times, Tony. Yeah. Didn't he? No, that was yeah. Mac that showed the burst at time, right? No, Mac was the running back. Chester Rogers on the, the, the wide receiver who came out of Grambling. Okay, so you know Mac is the one that had a little bit. People were picking him up throughout the yeah. course of the, uh, the middle of the season. Sorry, these oh, names escaped me. Right, yeah, and these names escaped me right now. And I think Mac had two or three big plays, but really he's a one-speed guy. I, I get the ball, hit the corner, and go. Not really somebody you want grinding it between the tackles, and that's what N.O. needs. And that person needs to also have goal line work because, obviously, if healthy Andrew Luck, you think you get more trips inside the red zone. Yeah, and the wide receiver, Chester Rogers, who I think would come in if, if Moncrief wasn't there and they didn't add anyone, what what I like about this kid is he's a big play wide receiver in, in his limited time. He, he had 19 catches as a rookie, 23 as a uh, second-year player, he averaged 19 yards of reception as a rookie, and then the second year, 25 yards of reception. So he can get down the field. He's going to need Andrew Luck to get him the ball. Kamar Aiken is still on this team, right? He was a flop. But then again, the quarterback uh, I, was terrible. See, Kamar's not back, though. He was only a one-year deal, so he's not okay, back with yeah. them. So he's probably uh, irrelevant the rest of the way. And is Jack Doyle the real thing? I mean, he was a monster last year. Could have been a situation where you, the Brissett 
was more comfortable yeah. throwing it to the tight end, running tight end, running quarterback friendly routes. You get luck in there, luck may push it, but luck does like luck uses light as the tight end also. But then you got to worry about swoop. If swoop is healthy next year, swoop can be what a lot of people thought he would, be, including myself, thought he would be this year. Yeah. So they got yeah. pieces. They certainly do. I'll tell you. And then they have the crazy owner there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. They got that too. So you never know. Too. I don't know. They got the they, they need Marlon Mack though. I think could get an opportunity. And if you look at what Joe Mixon brings to the table, right? Joe Mixon's a guy that a lot of people like his athletic ability. Uh, he's put up some decent numbers, but not consistent. His yards per carry were down there. His offensive lines in question. If you look at Marlon Mack, would you go with him as a every down running back, or would you go a Joe Mixon? Because the Indianapolis offensive line, I, I believe when I uh, went through the uh, offensive line rankings, they were right there with uh, Cincinnati. No, they do have one of the poorer units, Tony. They are one of the poorer units. I, I think they need a more sufficient between the tackle back. So a guy like, they need a, a, a younger version of Gore. Maybe it's Carlos Hyde in free agency. Maybe it's Isaiah Crowell in free agency. I say Crowell would be interesting because Marlon Mack is one of them speed backs that if you bring in a guy, um, a guy with that could run tackle to tackle like Isaiah Crowell, it would be pretty dynamic. You know, it's crazy is that we were talking about Duke Johnson earlier in the offensive line rankings. A lot of people had the Cleveland Browns at number two. Yeah, no, because he can play. I mean, they they have some pieces. Obviously, the injury to Joe Thomas messed them up. Yep. And they had the worst quarterback in the league. That kind of messed them up, too. It messed up Isaiah Crowell, too. Scott Engel will never let me forget that. But I was man enough to take a stand, which he, yeah, which he struggles with. It remind him of Ryan Matthews. I will. And numerous other missteps. Uh, New York Jets tone. Head coach is Todd Bowles. That remains the same. The defense coordinator, Casey Rogers. That remains the same. Now, the offensive coordinator... Um, John Morton was doing fine. Yes. And then he was let go. They bring in Jeremy Bates. Jeremy Bates, who yeah. is a Kirk Cousins guy. Yeah, this, this this is a typical Jets move, and this is why if you watch the 30 on 30, Bill Belichick says, I got to get out of here. This guy's crazy. <laughs> um, they've already announced that Bilal Paul's not an everyday running back. Like in, in, in March. I don't know. Yeah, the Before franchise the combine, is, yeah. is insane. So you don't have a quarterback. We have an offensive coordinator, a uh, new offensive coordinator coming in, a team that overachieved last year. I mean, our expectations were they would have the number one pick, and you would think that they would go and just keep it status quo. But no, it, it's crazy. So they, they take a young kid, they promote him uh, from the quarterback's coach to the offensive coordinator, um, I don't know. I don't know. This is. All right, let's start. To, let's be, go ahead. Let's say say they get Kirk Cousins, right? Let's let's start. Let's unpack it with Kirk Cousins behind the center. Let's start there. So you, yeah, you get Kirk Cousins. You, you you go and you look at Robbie Anderson, right? Another off the field issue. We don't know if there'll be a suspension in the NFL or not for this for this one. Mm-hmm. I would think if he doesn't get a suspension based on what we've seen. Guys, when he's going to tell the cop that he's going to nut in his wife's eye, um, there's there's a problem with this situation. I didn't know that's so what he, he said. I, huh? I didn't know that was what he said. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, this guy is crazy, but he put up some big numbers. He and really did. He's doing it with he's doing it with horrible quarterbacking. Can you imagine what he could be there? Then we see them, you know, bring over the San, uh, Seattle uh, wide receiver. Jermaine Curse um, comes in there, and he filled yeah. in. He, he he played well this year. Yeah, just to uh, clear things up, here's uh, the exact quote from Robbie Anderson. According to the police report, Anderson stated that when he got out, he was going to find the officer's wife, F her, and nut in her eye. Yeah. That's that, that, that will normally get your night in the slam, Tone. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. And he's, he, he looks very disturbing in his... Um, his photos. Yeah, he had an off-the-field incident last year, too, so yeah. he needs to get his act together off the field before 
We can, um, but he was very good for fantasy on us this year. You oh, bring in Jermaine Curse. Now, what do you think about the tight end, Tony? We saw, uh, what's his name? Is Safarian Jenkins, right? We yeah. saw Safarian Jenkins flash at times this year, had a couple yeah. controversial touchdowns taken away from him. Fantasy owners remember yeah. those. But now you, let's just say Kirk Cuttons is the quarterback. Kirk Cuttons is the guy who looks with those big athletic tight ends, and Safarian Jenkins fits that mold. Yeah, but here's the uh, – I, I agree with you, and I, I would be very interested if I waited on a tight end on this guy, right? But as is Austin from Safarian Jenkins, nothing goes easy. Uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins was offered a two-year, $8 million contract, and he says he's worth more money than that. Sign the contract, Safarian Jenkins. You just this is, <laughs> this is the first year you really did something. Sign the contract that you yeah. got now, and then complete yeah. two years and get you a new deal if you want to get some more money. You haven't done nothing yeah. in your first four years in the league. Now you ask, "Oh, I should, you, you're worth more." Stop it. Yeah, this is uh, this is gonna get. I think it's gonna get interesting. So based on this, and it's Austin Safarian Jenkins. Who knows, man? If he suits up and plays for the Jets, I'd be really interested in taking him. Like it's my eight to twelve tight end somewhere right right there because I think you know in the end zone he's gonna be a huge target. But I think it's a fifty-fifty chance that this guy ever plays football again. Yeah, so like he's crazy. Yeah, certified crazy. So interesting, Bilal Powell. Uh, two years of well, really two and a half, three years of waiting on this guy. Sold flashes yeah. at moments, but I'm not going back to Powell. Here, I got a Dustin. I got a, a another Safarian Jenkins uh, situation. This is funny. Safarian Jenkins in it, when he was in uh, Tampa. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says his body his his body was the shape of a middle aged father more than a professional athlete. <laughs> he had the dad bod. He looked like me. He looked like me, Tony. <laughs> it's a nice soft area for children to go to sleep on. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That's awesome when that's their writing and you just turned out eight million dollars. Exactly. <laughs> Good times. Austin Zafiri and Jake and definitely drinking the Kool Aid. We do not know what's in said Kool Aid though. ASG. Jesus. Yes. This is amazing. He co- he didn't even have a double-digit catches for his first two years in his career. Exactly. So I don't know where he's looking for this new contract from, but uh, he'll be the guy that's more likely going to sign for the— for Would they, you be interested in him, in him late, though? I will, of course. Especially yeah. with Cousins there. Cousins I, loves to throw the football to the tight end. Yeah. I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm in, even though I, I look at it and I'm like, Why? But I'm in too. Yeah. <laughs> Opportunity, kind of, and then we yeah, saw him flash it. at times this year. This is but this was oh, by yeah. far his best year as a pro. He actually had some big DFS days for me this year that I used him a couple times on the cheap. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it, it was his only year to be honest. Situations with alcoholism, poor play, off the field stuff, you know, kind of um, led to his demise. But apparently, he got off the. He got off the juice, he got off the sauce, and he started working to get his career back together, and he took the first step this year, and now he thinks he's Jason Witten. So that's interesting. Now he wants to be paid like a top tight end after one season. Of, a, I love confidence. After one year of hosting radio, I want to be paid like Howard Stern. You think that? You I think, would like um, that, Tony. I, I think that would be a, a, a way to go. I think it's a good idea. Uh, to throw that out there and, and go from go from there. You could end up being like um, the fantasy waiter. What's his name? What's that guy? You talking about Tarashiano? Yeah, where's yeah, up with Tarashiano? Is he still around? Is he still? What is he doing? Yeah. Writing here and writing I, there. Yeah, yeah. You remember back in the day when he was going to be the next big thing? Tried to make something out of him, Tony. It didn't happen. He didn't. He didn't like. Uh, he didn't like he didn't us like teasing him. Typecast. Yeah. Typecast like. Have you listened to any of these shows, Evan? Nobody gets off scot-free. Nobody. Especially when you come on there like Evan did. Evan was uh, (laughs) par for the course, (laughs) to say the least. Got one more segment left to go. We'll talk about the biggest uh, coaching move of the offseason. That one took place in the Bay Area. We'll break that down and look at some more teams. It's Fancy Football Frenzy on FNTSY Radio.
Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. This song right here, Tony, is uh, Drake and Rihanna. You know, Rihanna turned 30 years old earlier this week. Oh, my God. Happy, bre- I, I happy birthday. To, yeah, happy birthday to Bad Girl yeah. Riri. That's her Instagram, Bad Girl Riri. You know, I was thinking about her lately. Me She's too. Not, she, <laughs> she hasn't been out in the, the spotlight as she uh, once was. What's she doing? Laying low? Probably just laying low, chilling, getting ready to make her next move or album or movie or whatever the case may be. You know, she's very popular in the makeup world now. Her makeup, her line of makeup oh. is like the number one makeup now. She's like, uh, what's the the Kylie Jenner girl, right? Yes, branching out. I, I like that. I think maybe I'm going to get in the cologne world. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take my, my fantasy success and mm-hmm. make cologne fantasy and Lou Mayon will sue me for eighty percent of the profit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, having a good time talking fantasy football, going through some of these NFL coaching changes and just scenarios all together. The big splash was the Oakland Raiders head coach John Gruden, defense offensive coordinator Greg Olson, D coordinator Paul Gunther. Gruden leaves the cushy Monday Night Football booth where he was making a billion dollars a year. He goes to Oakland where he continues to make a billion dollars a year. But this time he has to do some real work, Tony. Got to get back in there and get in the film room. And his first job, Tony, is to get this franchise quarterback moving in the right direction. Yeah, this is uh, like, I think Carr, you know, Carr's like to me is a lot like Blake Bortles, where I think he could, we all want him to do better, but if you let him go, what, what like, what are you going to do? Like, no, where are you going to get a better go. quarterback? I, like, I don't think, I think he's like a 15 quarterback. He's a franchise guy, though. He's the face of the franchise. I know, but I don't think he's that. Like, I think he's like you're never going to win with this guy. He's wow. going to be a good quarterback. Well, this is what they're bringing, but this, but this is Gruden's job. Gruden, this, this, yeah, they Gruden is here to get this quarterback right. He won't be the quarterback. Wow, in 2021. Okay, so let me ask you this, Tone. Rich Gannon won an MVP with yeah. with John Gruden. Can John Gruden make Derek Carr an MVP winner? You know, that's no. No, I I think Gannon was a guy that had the the intelligence after being a veteran in the league. It was a student of the game, and I think that Gruden had a system where they got rid of the ball quick, and he had some talented wide receivers. And I'll tell you the truth, he's got the same thing right now. They got some talent at the wide receiver position, and they if the offensive line is decent. They could be all right with a veteran quarterback. I just don't know if this kid is it. I, 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 you see flashes, but you never have seen any consistency from him. If they come back with Cooper, Crabtree, Cordell Patterson, Seth Roberts, and then bring someone else, once from five, they'll be as good as any wide receiver group in the league. Does Cooper get to? Be, is this the year that we see the Cooper that we're supposed to see? I think so. It's got to be think so. He's gonna drop, the last time. He's gonna. He's going to drop balls, and that's it. But he can drop balls. Terrell Owens led the league in drops all these years. Yeah. And, and got, just make, just make some big plays. Yeah. yeah, just make some big plays. Speaking of Terrell Owens in the Hall of Fame, do you think he shows up to the ceremony? <laughs> yes. In fact, I think it'll be 30 minutes longer than it's supposed to be. You know, he hasn't really been seen or made any comments since getting into the Hall of Fame. Because he has nothing to bitch about anymore. Some guy, like, when you think about Terrell Owens, right? Mm-hmm. Has he had anything in his life where he got excited? And, like, even when he was at the best, there was always controversy. Now that he's made it the Hall of Fame, like, 
he's there's no he's controversy content. no more. Yeah, yeah, it's it. Like, and it's actually there's nothing else left for him, right? From a football standpoint, and that's going to be like tough. Yeah, like he had focused on being a Hall of Fame. Now it's done. You're a Hall of Famer. Now you're a Hall you're, of Famer. What can you do now? Yeah, you've made the top of the thing. And as athletes, everybody's always looking for the next thing. And he's had a shot, you know, some reality stuff. And maybe that's what he's looking to try to parlay that Hall of Fame into something. That's his best bet right there. So it's going to be interesting to see how that one plays out. Now, back to the Oakland Raiders. Uh, Marshawn Lynch in the backfield, Tony. This, yeah. This, so, see, is this a – now, Gruden's a different guy. Gruden said, you know what? I can get another season out of this guy. See, I think he is because he'd be cut already, I think. If they weren't going to him, he wouldn't be on the roster still. Now, do you think do you think Lynch wants to play? Yes and no. I think he likes playing. He doesn't like to practice, just like I think yeah. any veteran. I don't think it's any different. So really, he retired to get away from Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dysfunction there. He's He gets to be in his hometown and get, go to the games and do his thing. But, you know, like he caused some problems last year with that He really team. did. But Gruden's a different guy. Maybe Gruden thinks, you know, he can keep ahead of it. Would you bring him back if you were the head coach? At first I said no. But then I'd have to I would I would sit down and talk to him. Yeah, I would say, have, have the conversation with him. I say, listen, it doesn't look good. You know, I'm up in the booth and you're down the field, so maybe you can explain it to me better. When we had two altercations and you seem to be uh on the other side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can you explain to me what why you're taking Marcus Peters to the locker room? Uh why would Michael Trab- Crabtree you you're protecting the opponent to get to the locker room? Uh I need to know these things, Marshawn, because it didn't look good from my end. And then depending on what his answer is, though, I could see keeping him. You know what? I feel the same way you. At first, I'm like, no, it's one year. What's the one year wonder yeah. novelty act? It's over. Now that I think about it, I'm like, well, why not? Yeah. I mean, DeAndre Washington, Jalen Richard, I think are good complementary backs, but they're not going to replace a workhorse like that. Mm-mm. And if the offense gets better. And Lynch still has tread on the tires, which we think he does. Yeah, I would go back to him. If you don't yeah. need to make that move, then then I would I would go back to him. It's not like you it's not like you got to win this year, Gruden. Why not? Yeah, I'm, I'm, yes. Why not? Yeah, I'm. Uh, at first, yeah, I was like, "There's no way," but now I'm like, you know what? He's still on that roster. He's gonna be back. Yeah, I would have a conversation with him first, though. Yeah, I'm sure. I would on. think that the. They would have already done that uh, with my shot. He's you a, never know, he's, though, Tony. You never know. Like someone, like with the Josh McDaniels thing. You, yeah, they said he, they, 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 Chris Ballard said McDaniels never asked me any questions about Andrew Luck. <laughs> That'd be my first question, Tony. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> and and, uh, and Chris Ballard was the only one surprised that Josh McDaniels changed his mind. <laughs> it certainly was. Seems that way. Back over the other side of the country, the New York Giants, they had to fix their situation. Uh, the new head coach is Pat Shermer. The offensive coordinator, from what I'm looking at right now, I don't know if this has changed, Tony, is currently vacant. Is it currently vacant? No, no. They, uh, they, they Shula. Oh, that's right. They, got, they went and got Shula. You're right. Yeah. So Shermer says he's going to call the play. So it's going to be a situation like Frank Reich there, where Shula, I think, is going to be the quarterback's coach for the new draft pick that comes in this year which will sit behind Eli Manning for the start of the season Odell Beckham Jr. has to get back or this offense is trash I don't think Eli can play anymore do you think what do they do with the second pick they gotta pick a quarterback you think they for sure they pick a quarterback yeah you don't go to free agent quarterback in Barkley no, I think they're going to certainly pick a quarterback. Franchise guy right here? Yep. They're going to pick the wrong one, aren't they? I, I think so, because I'm, I'm not in love with any of these guys. I know I'm not picking Allen or Don or any of those dudes at the top of the board. Allen, to me, is the craziest pick. Because, you know, like, I killed Cam Newton, James Winston, because their completion percentage. This guy... It cleans with 56% of his passes in college playing in a touch football league with Wyoming. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Well, maybe it's not I'm funny. like, 
I'm like, how is he like he must have the greatest arm in the world for that people to do that. So he's gonna be uh Jay Schroeder back in the day or Jeff George. I mean, we're coming into a period now. We're about to see the NFL Combine this weekend. So they'll get out there and they'll throw, and it'll be all kind of agents and rumors and and yeah. and, and, and well, some somebody's somebody probably Lamar Jackson's wonder lick score get leaked and stuff like that. <laughs> These are the kind of things that take place at the NFL Combine. Yeah. Then it'll quiet down. Then we get to the pro day, and they will start ramping up with the rumors and stuff like that again. So. Interesting eight weeks that these young men are about to go into, and one of them very well, and I agree, will be the head coach of the New—I mean, excuse me—the new quarterback of the New York Giants. And um, that young man is going to sit underneath Eli Manning, and Pat Sherman's job is to get that guy coached up and ready to roll. Is uh, Brandon Marshall? Do you think the Giants bring him back? Yeah, I, I think they bring him back. They'd say five point five one million dollars cutting him. Is it worth it? I don't know. That's see. Yeah. I didn't. I I thought he wasn't going to be good last. Like I was not one of the people on him. I wasn't taking him because he was too slow. Like I think he's lost uh, a step or two. But wait, that offense was so bad. I could see them bringing him back. Yeah, Sterling Shepard uh, was a piece that I, I, I. That's that's the part that that I don't get the Brandon Marshall signing. Like I thought Shepard was a good number two. Shepard is a good number two, and I, and and I would more fantasy value on Shepard than I would on Marshall. Obviously, you know what Odell is. Um, if you can get him head situated and straight and not worried about the payday and not worried about getting injured. The running the running back situation I find interesting, Tony, but the guy I've been talking up for this job was with Sherman last year, and that was Jarek McKinnon. I think Jarek McKinnon can be the lead side of a timeshare along with Wayne Gallman. You know what? I'm not convinced of that, but okay. if anyone's going to give him the opportunity, this is it, right? He's going to know the offense. So that would put him ahead of everybody, and I think if they don't, you know, if they do pick a quarterback with that two pick, um, they're not going to get Saquon Barkley. So yeah, McKinnon actually makes sense with this Giants team. Could see that happening. So what about the tight end? Is he a top? Oh, five I love tight it. End? I love the tight ends. Are definitely a top five tight end. He'd be a guy that I would target too. The problem with the tight end is Tony. I think he's going to be overdrafted. Yeah. Because I don't yeah. really want him before the fifth round, but I've seen him go in the fifth round. Mm. Yeah, if I don't get – like, I don't want to draft any of the tight ends before the fifth round unless they know Travis Kelsey and and, and Zach Ertz. But, uh, so, yeah, this that would be a risk in this offense. Because if Eli Manning is as ineffective as I think he's going to be, and then they turn to a quarterback in week it's six It's going to be seven, a rookie. Yeah, it's going to be a rookie. Yeah, that could be rough. Interesting. Hmm. All right, Kansas City Chiefs. You know who the head coach is? Andy Reid, our guy. The offensive yeah. coordinator, the new offensive coordinator, is Eric Benemy. Um, Benemy was a promotion from running back coach. Yeah, Obviously, he was uh, well a great college running back. Mm-hmm. At a small dude at the University of Colorado. I remember when he played. Uh, so he's been here for a while. So I don't think much will change, and I think Andy Reid will go back to the play calling. Which may not be a good thing. <laughs> um, I, I don't think anything changes, except the problem is, I think the Spencer wears... What a rookie quarterback. Spen- what a second-year quarterback that doesn't really have any experience. Well, that's, that's the big what I'm change. Say. Yeah. Do they go back... Like, I think the yardage and I think the distribution stays the same. But do do we have two running backs in the mix this year? And do we have less touchdowns scored by the offense? People are really talking. People are drafting Tyreek Hill is going to be a second-round draft pick, and they're going to say the quarterback has the big arm. Yeah. And Travis Kelsey will be the one of the top three tight ends to go off the board, and they'll say, well, you got this exciting young quarterback. Kareem Hunt's locked in to be a first-round draft pick. Nobody's really worried about it. Tony, I like all of the players. I like all of the pieces, but I, I don't want to overrate the quarterback. I'll tell you, I, I I totally agree. Like the Kareem Hunt thing, I think he's a first round pick too. Mm-hmm. But when I look at, if you take the six points out, those those are huge numbers. If you all of a sudden have less touchdowns, if Spencer Ware comes back and he gets eight touches a game, that hurts, right? Mm-hmm. And so I can only see negatives. 
when I look at Spencer Ware, when you're talking about a first-round pick. But I still lean to going to him because he's such a fine pass catcher and he can run the ball. But they also, and, and you know, I mentioned Spencer Ware, they also use Spence, at the end of the season, they use Shakendrick West more and more as a third down back. Yeah, he got into the mix also. So um, I think this is a situation where Hunt, I think, will still continue to return the first-round value. But, uh, you know, maybe in some drafts I say, you know what, I'll take Melvin Gordon here. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't have a problem with that. As far as Tyreek Hill, I would love to have him, Tony, but I can't pay that. I don't know if I'm paying that second-round price tag for a guy with a yeah. new quarterback. He was way better this year than I anticipated. I see so many times that these speed-wide receivers, you know, they, they, they're not starters. They're third-wide receivers. They make some big plays. They have a big year, and then they get the starting job, and they don't deliver. He delivered. He delivered. He delivered with nobody on the other side. But I'd still be scared to death to take him in the second round. Yeah, me too, so. Interesting to see how the situations will play out. So, got a good amount of the league done today. Probably run through some more. No, we can't run through some more next week because next week when we're on tone, we will have action from the NFL Combine. So, we'll be right in the middle of uh, the heart of these conversations about these running backs, these wide receivers, and these tight ends. So, next week we get a, a full introduction to this up year's, this year's upcoming rookie class. Yeah, people get four hours now of uh, fantasy football every week. So, make sure you download the show on iTunes and uh and, and hit subscribe. Get it delivered to your phone so you don't miss out on any football. There you go right there. I want to thank everybody for checking in. Of course, thanking my guy Pete Constadori. Constadori, excuse me, down there in the fantasy pit of misery. Dilly dilly for making sure that we sound good and get everything done properly right here today. So, Tony, I uh, look forward to talking fo- football with you later on in the week. Yeah, I want to thank Jesus for my performance today. You did a solid job, and Jesus is definitely very proud of you, Tony. Thank you. I'm sure he is. He will never let you down, Tone. No, no. We owe it to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. A lot of times they forget the Son, so thank you, Son. Don't forget Angle. <laughs> Without Scotty Angle, we don't have this real estate, Tony. For the fantasy shamer, Tony Zincada, I'm the executive. We are out. Fantasy football frenzy.